Caution, the Mark Hunger Show contains adult content intended for an adult audience. And besides that, he's really weird. Welcome to the Mark Gunger Show with international marriage speaker and author of Laugh Your Way to a Better Marriage, Mark Gunger. This is your source for practical, down-to-earth marriage advice without all the over-spiritualization or romantic nonsense. And now the host of the Mark Gunger Show, Mark Gunger. wild with delirious joy they've joined the mark gunger show the show that deals with all things concerning knowledge indeed i'm your host the one the only mark gunger joining me is always the very lovely and charming diane briarly and of course right. <laughs> and of course the amazing philip james gunger folks folks how you doing folks the show is being engineered as always by the very talented but eerily creepy timothy robert ray engineer extraordinaire and part-time serial killer pushing buttons twisting knobs and trying to stay awake during the production of this incomprehensibly boring program. This is the show that handles your marital challenges, relational conundrums, and dating dilemmas that you can email to us at ask, A-S-K, at markgunger.com. Here's how the show works. You can send us an email about anything and remain totally anonymous. Nothing is off limits, hence the warning at the beginning of the show. We do not try to be salacious. These are just the questions people ask us. Which of you stop and think about? In Christianity, who are you going to ask these questions to? You can't ask them to anybody. No. You know, apparently Christians don't have sex. You know, every birth is an incredible miracle. Immaculate conceptions happen everywhere. But, uh, so we get a lot of sex questions. But uh, it doesn't matter. Whatever your problem is, whatever you're struggling, dating questions, relational in-law questions, stuff like that, uh, just send the email to us. You can remain totally anonymous. Nobody knows who you are. In exchange for the safety of that anonymity, we are brutally honest. This is the show of brutal honesty. While we live in a world, a sea of Christian broadcasting, where everyone is overwhelmingly concerned about how you feel, we don't care about how you feel. This show is absolutely sans feelings, okay? So, honesty, brutal honesty in the safety of anonymity. There's a chance for you to get a chance to hear what we think. If we like what you think, we will celebrate you. If not, we will castigate you. Three versions of castigation on the show. If we think you're really crazy, we'll stick your head in the toilet and give you a swirly. Hopefully the water spinning around your head will knock you out of your delusions. If we actually think you really are nuts, you'll get the goat button. <laughs> and nobody knows why it's a goat. And if you blather too long on your email, you get the chicken. You get all three. You're efficiently crazy. <laughs> By the way, this show is just about people getting a chance to hear what we think. This is not actual counseling. Okay? Anybody who thinks they're going to email some idiot on television or on radio for counseling mm -hmm. is a little dee 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 dee. Anyway, okay? This is not counseling. Some of you need some counseling. This is just for a chance for you to bounce an idea off of us, an idea, some kind of response, some other input into your life. You're wondering, you're struggling with something, and you're thinking, gee, I wonder what these guys think. Okay? That's all it is. What do you got for us today? Okay, a little story that. <clears throat> 
I sent to you and you said, bring this to the show. So anybody who's grossed out, blame him. Don't talk to me about it. He's the one who said that what? we should it's do this. It's not that gross. It is disgusting. That's not disgusting. Compared uh, to Brit- half recent- the stuff on here. <laughs> this whole show is disgusting. I know. This is uplifting. Okay. A All British right. survey, it says, has finally given us proof that on average, 18 to 25-year-old single men are kind of gross. Okay. It found that men- <laughs> That's a shock. Who's that a shock to? Yeah. Men, 18-year-old, 25-year-old yeah, boys are gross. gross. Okay. Men in that age category to only change their bed sheets four times a year. Four Seems times pretty solid. a year. Mm-hmm. And? I might have been on the low end of that curve. <laughs> oh, my word. Single women, on the other hand, change their sheets roughly 500% more often once every two and a half weeks. Uh-huh. All y'all. But people in relationships change theirs about every two weeks, but 81% of those That's are because women. because the women changing. are doing it. Yes, yes, of course. Yeah. 68% of guys said they didn't change the sheets after they had guests. They let somebody else come and sleep on the bed. <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all are gross. Phil's like, what's wrong with that? It's not understanding. <laughs> it does not what's, comprehend. It does not comprehend. I don't understand what you're trying to say. That's disgusting. I'm just to, I was just trying to save the earth. That's not right. using extra water. And That's what it is. Yeah. We're very nasty. Yes. And this is the average four times a year is the average boys. Does that mean that some of y'all never change your sheets? It said men only own one pair of sheets, one set of sheets. What do you call it? Very likely. <laughs> I may have been on the low end of that. Do you know, <laughs> Phil, how See, not me, because I was, I was born married. Yeah. I was already You've married in this group. somebody yes. changing your sheets. That's I right. was the... Really old bachelor of the Gunger household. He was 21. Yeah. We were concerned. So between 18 and 21, you changed your sheets or maybe just a whole four times in all of those years, Phil. Well, yeah. And, you, you know, after maybe six, eight months, you move to a new apartment and then just <laughs> well, buy you new sheets. Burn them? I was going to say, yeah. after that long, you buy new ones and you burn the They're old. disposables. Oh. We, we believe in disposable sheets. Oh, Look, so God made man from the dust of the earth. <laughs> To dust you over. We are we are comfortable with dust. Uh, uh, well, grubby. there's a little more than dust on those okay. sheets. Well, that's why God looked at man in the Garden of Eden. Something oh, about this. Yuck. Everything God did, He said, "This is good," uh-huh. and He did this, uh-huh. and this is good, and He made this, mm-hmm. and this, and then He made man, and He said, "This is not good." So good. <laughs> He'll only change his sheets four <laughs> times a year. He looked into my apartment. <laughs> And he said the same thing. This, oh. this boy needs some help, is what, what oh, they were thinking. It's disgusting to me. Disgusting. All right. Now that you've all been totally <laughs> grossed out, uh, we will take a break and we will be back with your emails right after this. Mark Gunger. Yeah, we've got an app for that. Download your free Mark Gunger app today. This podcast of The Mark Gunger Show is being brought to you by Audible.com, the leading provider of audiobooks in the known universe. Over 100,000 titles, fiction, nonfiction, periodicals. A periodical. Who calls them periodicals? Librarians. Oh, do they? Yeah. yeah that's all. <laughs> I don't think I've ever walked into a room and said, Excuse me, have you got any periodicals? Next time you're in the airport, go into the bookstore and ask them, where are your periodicals? Ask you think, them and see what they'll say. You think they'll know? Oh, no. <laughs> I don't think they will. Even a bookstore? Do y'all know who works in... And not to insult oh, anybody, yeah, yeah. but you know. Yeah, no, I can't imagine this show insulting anybody. <laughs> 
far be it from us to demean anyone. Just say they're not professional degreed librarians working in the newsstands and airports. Now Let's that we insulted that. all the people who work in book sources being ignoramuses. Uh, anyway, uh, if you go to uh, audiblepodcast.com slash Gunger for the listeners of the show, because we are such powerful, influential members of the media, you can get a free download of any of their books just by going to audiblepodcast.com slash Gunger. You'll also get a 30-day free trial. So go to it. People, it's free. Pay attention. Free costs you nothing. If nothing else, go on and get a free book. You'll be a lot smarter tomorrow than you are today. Improve your mind so you might become as brilliant as I am. Brilliant beyond reason. Audiblepodcast.com slash Gunger. Audiblepodcast.com slash Gunger. Do it today. On our fingers, and we blame one another. But we're all part of the problem. This I know. Are you listening? Are you listening? That's the question. Is anybody listening to this show? You're listening to the Mark Gunger Show. We're talking about love, marriage, and relationships with uh, Diane Briley and uh, Phil Gunger. Just uh, read a story about how guys. <laughs> Change their sheets, single guys on the bed, like on average. Average, average. This is average now. <laughs> Four times a year, which means there's a whole bunch of maybe once or never. And uh, <gasps> Phil said that uh, him and his buddies would clean their bachelor pad. They knew, it, it, they knew it was time to clean. <laughs> How, when did you know it was time to clean? You know, when you walk in the door and you just kind of dry heave for but when we did it, I mean, it was all out. It was Sparkly clean. scrubbing the floors, toothbrush in the bathrooms, and you were getting good on for another four months. It's absolutely, it's three way months. more efficient that way. And did you bring girls to this apartment? That's what I wanted. We know. did. Somehow we ended up. Yeah, that's probably, them right after the that's probably after the cleaning. That's probably after the cleaning. Invite girls over and visit. With and the they boys would yell at us like, "You should throw away like the pile of cans that you have in the corner. Just like get rid of those pizza boxes." Yes, but why? We're saving. We're recycling. Anyway, Mark Archer talking about love, marriage, and relationships. We have a special guest in the next room. I won't say his name because he, he want probably... Uh, Does not want to be associated with... What's that? Plausible. Oh. Plausible deniability. Oh, okay. <laughs> he who cannot be named. Yeah. He who cannot be named <laughs> from one of the networks that carried this show. Uh, God bless him. He came up to uh, uh, go to a Packer game uh-huh. and uh, gave me a ticket uh-huh. because I'm such a... Powerful, influential man. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm sure he wanted to impress me. <laughs> Actually, he probably had an extra ticket to know what to do with it. Let's ask Gunger. He's in town. Everyone else said they couldn't make it. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody else turned him down. So anyway, I appreciate it. It was great. We had fun. We went. Uh, he was a fan of the opposing team, which our team proceeded to whip and beat into submission. It was humiliating. He's still in mourning over there, Tim. So if suddenly he just starts weeping. For, for no no explicable reason. It's not the show. It's He's still mourning. I know why they asked the you. They wanted what? you to take him out to dinner. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't take him out to dinner. I know. You well, would. They've been eating all day long. I said, well, you're eating browers and stuff. Because so, as soon as I walk in the door, the first thing my wife says, mm-hmm. well, did you take him out to dinner? <laughs> no. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe you didn't take him out to dinner. So they're a bunch of guys. We've been eating all day long. Anyway, women. You ate your dinner on a stick. Insult to injury. <laughs> dinner, we had a dinner stick. on a stick. What more would you want? <laughs> For men. Sorry, Phil. What were you saying? 
I don't know, but I just thrown off by his sleeves. Look at those things. Is it oh, yeah. very cool? Is it too cool? I, I just wasn't expecting him. Just out of nowhere with the... <laughs> With the fancy cuffs. Yeah. Okay, everybody do move on. I'm a beautiful on. man. All right. Sorry. What do you got for us today? On to, on to actual business. Okay, on to actual business. Somebody's See, the reason mm-hmm. we goof around some people ask, why do you goof around so much? Because we don't really want to answer any of these. <laughs> he wishes he could do an entire show just goofing around. That's Trust what, I'd, me. Really, that's what me. I'd love to do. Uh-huh. It's just a total show of foolishness. Yeah. But we have to actually do something yeah. serious. And we don't actually want to answer these questions because most of them are highly depressing. Okay. All right, what do you got? Someone wrote in looking for clarification about something they heard you say on a previous show. Can't imagine that they would misunderstand and not be clear about what you say, but okay. <laughs> I'm shocked. Uh-huh. She says, Mark said something like that he feels bad for people who fall in love with someone outside of marriage because they can't do anything to make it right. Mm-hmm. They can't make it right or fulfill their desires. Why does he feel for them? Maybe I heard wrong, she says. Does he mean, what does he mean when he says that he feels for these people? I'm just, you to juxtapose. You know what that means? Mm-hmm. That means, that, hey, juxtapose, something happens. Mm-hmm. No, it just no, means <laughs> compared to something. It was yes. talking about fornicating. People who fornicate. Christians who fornicate. There's no excuse for it. Just marry the girl. That I don't understand. And to juxtapose against that position, I said, look, people who are, if you fall in love with someone, you shouldn't, but it happens. You actually feel emotionally connected to someone who is not your spouse. You shouldn't do that. You're supposed to be careful not to do that. But if you do that, there's nothing you can do about it. Not righteously. There's nothing you can do before God to ever fulfill that uh, connection. For them, I feel bad for them. You know, I mean, you know, you shouldn't do it. It's not like I'm... That's what they want to know. Why do you feel bad? Well, what are you going to do about it? Because they're, they're doing these... something they shouldn't be doing. How I do know, you feel but I'm bad? just saying, juxtaposed against people who yes. just fornicate. I'm saying at least you yes. can feel bad. Yes. It's like, and I use the same thing with same-sex couples. You know, mm-hmm. if somebody says, I feel, you know, attracted to another person of the same sex or to a chicken or a frog or all the different versions of sex we have today. You know, at least, you, okay, but there's no way to make this right, okay? Mm-hmm. If they say they really feel it, okay, we'll cut you slack. You feel it. Mm-hmm. doesn't mean you're supposed to do it. Mm-hmm. See, that's that's the problem in our culture. Yeah. They think because you yeah. feel it, therefore, you must do it. Yeah. And if you feel it, God must have given you these feelings, so it's okay. To, it's not okay to do it. Anyway, all that just to say, people who are dating each other, and they're, they like each other, they even claim to mm-hmm. love each other. Christians, I'm talking about Christian people. Mm-hmm. Church going. Some of them are pastors, the little heathens, mm-hmm. who go out with their girlfriends and have sex with them. And they fornicate. And it's like, there is no reason for it. You want to be with the person? Just marry the girl. At least you can feel some degree of human compassion for people whose emotions get them dragging down an area there's no way they can fulfill righteously. That's what I'm talking about. But the point wasn't about that. Let's all feel bad for adulterers. The point, I think that's probably what they heard. Well, because people hear what they want to hear and people are crazy. But did you crazy. feel sorry for these people? They were probably yeah, quite the human part. Well, of course, you know, you feel something. Anybody who feels like they want to do something that's wrong and they're struggling with it, there's a certain degree of compassion. I feel bad for them. Doesn't mean you can do it. Okay. But if you're fornicating, there's no reason for it. What reason? They want, well, we want to have sex. Marry the girl. Why don't they just marry them? They're Christian people saying they want to please God. And then they're out doing a horizontal mambo with all these people. What the heck? There's no reason for it. Because they probably don't have enough money yet, or they're too young. No. <laughs> well, that's what they say. Idiots. I'm just telling you what they say. Well, I'm just, so that's my point. The point wasn't about, let's all... Feel sorry. Let's all the... have a fundraiser for people <laughs> who are... Telethon? 
<laughs> Let's have a telephone for all the people who feel inappropriate emotions. That wasn't the point. The point was to yell at people mm-hmm. who are fornicating. Stop it. Mm-hmm. For the love of God. All right. What else you got? Okay, ready? Next email, she says, My husband and I have been married for five years now. Mm-hmm. We were not virgins when we married. Both of them had previous partners. She says, We both know we messed up, and now I feel like I'm responsible for my husband not being satisfied with our sex life. Okay. I have a hard time reaching bingo a okay. lot of time. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. She, well, she has a hard time. Why? She has Hallelujah. a hard time. She has a of hard reaching, time. Of reaching bingo. Yeah. Difficult Without time. being explicit, most people know what we're talking about. Yes, bingo. She can't reach mm-hmm. that, that moment of... So that she struggles there. Uh-huh. She says, we still have sex at least a few times a week, and now it's nowhere near the way it used to be or how often it used to be because he says he doesn't want to have sex if he's the only one getting pleasure. He just doesn't want to try anymore, so it's just become something that we need to do so that he can relieve himself. Okay, so she's saying they don't have sex very often. Uh-huh. Because how many times a week? Well, she said maybe in the last month she's reached bingo four to five times out of 20 tries. Okay, but wait. 20 tries? 20 tries in the past month. That's... What, what do you think is a lot? <laughs> and that's not as much as they used to be having? That's what she's saying. <laughs> you know, everything's a matter of perspective, right? Mm-hmm. Someone will say, you know, we only have sex, you know, once every six months. Yep. Okay, we feel bad. And other people yep. write in, we only have sex every other day. Oh, we only have we it go, 20 times a month. Um, hello? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that sounds pretty good to mm-hmm. me. And if she gets there sometimes, it doesn't... You know. Well, he's quit trying and just sort of doing the 10-minute okay. bo- wonder. Here's the bottom line. Yep. It's It's... She's not telling us the whole story. These guys, you're having a communication problem. You guys need to work this out. You need to work this through and talk it through. I don't know of any guy who says, gee, I just don't want to have sex anymore. <laughs> Whether she's, you know, reaching bingo or not. She reaches sometimes. Why does she sometimes and other times doesn't? I mean, I don't because know. Because he's not trying. He's just doing the having sex to well, relieve his thing okay, now well, because talk, he's frustrated. Well, talk to him yes. about it. You know, yes. work it through. And if you're only doing start to finish 10 minutes, there's probably a reason why she's not reaching bingo. 10 minutes, that, that's not very long. What? I don't, I don't want to get into that with you. <laughs> Sorry, stopwatch. <laughs> I don't know. 10, 10 minutes of what exactly? I don't want to know. I don't want to know. I asked I mean, from start to finish. Okay, foreplay everything. Okay, to completion. The, the whole deal. So it's Ten, a pretty short. Yeah. yeah. Slam bam. Personal run sheet. <laughs> Timed out. Okay, five minutes of this. Seriously, you think ten minutes? Thirty-seven is... seconds of that. We got. Uh, anyway, you uh, got that. Look, look I, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You obviously you're having a problem in the area of sex in your life. Talk to each other. Work it out. What you don't have, neither one of you have the right to suddenly just unilaterally say, we're not going to deal with this anymore. That you cannot do. The Bible is very clear. You do not have the right to ignore the sexual needs of your spouse. Straight up. Number one, the number one fundamental, foundational purpose of marriage is, is that it is a sexual contract. Okay? When you say, I do, it means I do you, you do me, we don't do anybody else. You're supposed to be doing. You don't get to just say, 
I ain't going to do it anymore. I don't care what the reason. Some of you, oh, I don't feel good, or I got a headache, or the barometric pressure is too high today, or whatever the heck people are struggling with. You don't have the right to do that. That's, that's what the Bible says. You're supposed to meet each other's needs. How to work it out, that's not, you know, some people, it's real easy. Other people, they struggle with it. Some people, it's automatic. Other people, they have to work at it. Well, if you got to work at it, just work at it. What you don't have the right to do is him or anybody else in the relationship suddenly just say, you know, I'm, we're just not going to do this anymore. That's wrong. And if he's doing that, that is very, very wrong. You guys are just going to need to work on it. Welcome to life. We'll take a break. We'll be back with more emails right after this. Have a marriage dilemma? Email your questions to ask at markgunger.com and Mark can answer them during one of our shows. We tried our best and we made a mess of the thing that they call love. We left each other with broken hearts and decided to give it up. You're listening to the Mark Unger Show. Talking about love, marriage, and relationship music of Jimmy Bratcher. Check out his music at jimmybratcher.com. Mark Unger along with Diane Briley, Phil Gunger. Nancy and Timmy pushing buttons and twisting knobs and whatever, and uh, <clears throat> we have a special guest in the other room, one of the uh, presidents from one of the networks that we're on. We don't want to mention any names, but his initials are uh, Brian Collins. <laughs> initials. <laughs> long, very long name. Very, <laughs> those are just his initials mm-hmm. from Sky Angel. He just said it was okay to mention <laughs> Who he was out there. Sky, God bless Sky Angel for carrying right. us. A lot of people watch this on uh, Sky Angel, and uh, they're also on uh, Dish, not, yeah, Dish, Dish, Dish Network. <clears throat> and uh, God bless him for doing it. You can see why a lot of Christian networks won't carry the show mm-hmm. because of the content, because yes. we talk about sex. Three quarters, easily three quarters, mm-hmm. sometimes all the emails are about sexual questions, mm-hmm. you know, the frustration that people have. Who are they going to talk to? Mm-hmm. The reason they even come to somebody's wacko is me is I think, well, at least he'll talk about yeah. it, you know, even though we're... At least he'll try to give me an answer. A little, little brutal. Nobody else okay. will touch you with a 10-foot pole. Okay. What do you got? Uh, it's a question about electronics and family time. Ah, electronics. He says, I am a computer tech. My life is in- involved around revolves around computers and technology. My wife is not. She cannot stand electronics when family is involved. This has entered our life and is causing distress. <laughs> For example, my boys and I came home from work. We paid more attention to the electronics uh-huh. than getting food and sitting down to the table to eat. I have no well, idea what the they're wife talking came about. home and she had not eaten and got mad at the boys and me. Well, uh-huh. suffice it to say, the wife and I had intense fellowship, he says. <laughs> I took the blame. We don't argue in our home. We have intense We're fellowship. We're Christians. We have very intense yes. fellowship. Yes. Okay. I took the blame. I did raise my voice, but I was not screaming in uh-huh. frustration, but I never berated her. She gives the boys at least 30 minutes of electronics a day okay. on, a, on a day when, uh, he says, in my mind, that's too little time, especially during summer. How okay. do we deal with this issue of electronics in our family? He says, feel free to give me a swirly if needed. <laughs> no, I won't give you a swirly because, uh, you know, listen, a lo- I don't have a straight-up answer for it. The rea- reality is these things are negotiated in marriages, and they're negotiated mm-hmm. in homes. You guys got to intensely fellowship your way <laughs> mm-hmm. to a solution. Why would you deal with this? The reality is usually, usually the woman wins. Do you know why? Because if mom ain't happy, mm-hmm. 
Ain't nobody happy. Mm -hmm. Nobody wants to live in a home with a really upset woman. So she's laying down the law. She's saying, this, I will tolerate X. And uh, if you think it's unreasonable, then negotiate whether it would offer something in between or whatever, or, or do the best you can with it. But, uh, you know, 30 minutes of just electronics alone, that's, that's pretty disciplined. That's pretty short. Does that mean everything? That means like... Even uh, phones no. and stuff? I don't know. I would think just the video, video games, games, you mean? The, yeah, on the console. Yeah. That's what I'm guessing. Light bulbs. <laughs> <laughs> Basic electrics. <laughs> turn it on, switches. Quick, turn off that light. You have 30 minutes of lights today. Anyway, you work it out with the girl. Let there be peace. We'll be back with more right after this. Caution, the Mark Hunger Show contains adult content intended for an adult audience. Stars fell from the sky. I think I must have caught them. The way they danced around my head. And my heart was beating like a drum. The first of morning. I remember. I think we play this music here. It's kind of that calming effect, like they do on, on hold music. <laughs> Try to calm the to host calm you down. down. Mm -hmm. The music of Michael O'Brien. Check out his music at michaelo.org. He's really a brilliant musician. Uh, Brian, that I heard uh, Brian out there with a sky angel in the other room, checking us out this morning. <laughs> might might be the last show we'll ever be. On. Might be. <laughs> but uh, uh, I first heard Michael at in Chattanooga, Tennessee, uh -huh. at some big hoopty do thing there and uh I, th I think brian actually was there but this guy's he's a great musician check out his music Mike, michael o mm -hmm. yeah that's michael o dot org yes org 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 all right are you ready to continue on are you we were i, I don't know we were discussing anger yes, during the break we were this is the mark gunger show talking about love marriage and relationships mark gunger along with diane briley and phil gunger and uh you could tell you really get angry when you start raising your voice and phil wanted to know you know, is that volume or pitch? And uh, and we said in Diane's case, it's both. <laughs> Get louder and higher. <laughs> Pretty soon, the the only people who can hear her are dogs down the neighborhood, <laughs> howling. Loud to them. And you can see Diane's mouse red face. Red face. But it's so it's so loud. It's so high pitch. Only the yeah. dogs in the neighborhood Apparently. can hear. That's that's when you know. You really got her mad. <laughs> You're in trouble. Uh -huh. All right. Run. Okay, Sunshine, what do you got? Okay, this one says, first I want to start off by saying I really like your show. It's been helping me a lot. The world needs more people like you. I don't think so, but... <laughs> More, I'm going to get the giggles. More people like you willing to say it like it is and not sugarcoat it or okay. avoid the issues altogether. That's what you were just saying. People won't talk about it. All so right. anyway, he says, I'm writing to you about a problem I have. I need to know how to fix it. Okay. I masturbate, but I don't look at porn and okay. haven't since I became a Christian. Mm -hmm. I know masturbation is wrong and a sin, and every time I fall, I ask for forgiveness from God, but I just want to stop, and I do good for a while. Then I see something, and it makes me fall. I'm not looking at porn. It can be anything like going out and a girl will have tight pants on or a low-cut shirt or simply a magazine cover that's advertising a new bra. I look away, but that image stays with me. What I magazines does he subscribe to? Well, I mean, all oh, you have to do is have a Kohl's I, ad come in the mail. I subscribe to Bra Weekly. No, even oh. my Kohl's has their semi-annual... Brazier monthly. Sale. Yeah. Brazier aficionados. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 
Oh my goodness. He says, I try to pray and read scripture from the Uh Bible, make it go away, and it does for a while, then it pops back up at the weirdest times. Uh (laughs) Okay. Just just keep going. Mm -hmm. Yes, keep going, yes. I'm 25. I had the problem since I was eight or nine. I thought becoming a Christian. Eight or nine? That's what he says. Eight or nine? I had the problem since I was eight or nine. I was playing with BB guns Uh at eight, and I didn't know anything about Stuff like that. Well, you know, it's really sad because it's getting younger and younger. These kids are getting exposed It's a different generation because he's 25 now. Good grief. They don't even have a childhood anymore. Right, exactly. Man, we were still playing army. No. No, eight <laughs> or nine. That's typical now because of everything that's out there. You know, he's, we were playing Star Wars, man. Yeah. I used to play Star Wars with Phil. We'd run around the house and, you know... Shoot each other. It was great. It was at that side. Yeah. was doing eight and nine. Well, that's not what he was doing. Changes in the universe, shooting people and stuff and violence. He was doing right. something okay. else. I thought becoming a Christian would take care of it, but it hasn't stopped it at all. He wants yeah. you to help him. Okay, I'll help you. Here's what I'm going to help you. What, what people like this don't understand. What they're saying is God take it away. What they mean is to take the feelings away. This is a guy who, like millions, hundreds of millions of people today, and I'm talking Christian people, you know. Pagans, what are you going to do? <laughs> but Christian people, they're slaves to these things because they feel them. They have bought into the lie in our culture that if I feel it, I have to do it. And what you don't understand is you don't have it. The beauty of the, of, of the cross, of, of the grace of God in our lives, is we don't have to do what we feel. It doesn't mean he's going to take away the feelings. That's where everybody blows it. Everyone thinks, because I feel it, I must do it. So they're a slave to it. And they keep, oh, God, take away these feelings. Oh, God, and they're right sometimes. Mm-hmm. God, take away the feelings. They're fasting. And they're, oh, God, take away the feelings. As soon as I feel that, listen to me. You may feel these things until the day you die. The beauty of Christianity, Christianity is we don't have to do what we feel. And you fathers out there, listen to me, you need to talk to your sons. If there's one message you need to get across to your boys is as a man, you don't have to do what you feel. People feel things, all kinds of crazy things. That's what's destroying our culture today. Whatever people feel, they must do. Because they feel it, they must do. You know, whether it's a same-sex attraction or attraction of somebody else's wife or chickens, frogs, and lizards, they got to do it, okay? Because they feel it. I can't, and I can't stop mass because I feel, oh, God, take away these feelings. Forget the feelings. The feelings may never go away. That's not the point. That's what temptation is, right? Mm-hmm. It's, you know, <laughs> here's when the feelings go away. When you're dead. <laughs> That's the good news. Someday you're going to die. We all die. We get out of this fleshly body that is always trying to drag us down. This body will feel all kinds of things. What you don't understand is that the kingdom of God sets us free. As a man of God, you do not have to do what you feel. If you will get this message into your head, when you start to understand, you do not have to do what you feel. You may feel it. Man, there's times I feel all kinds of inappropriate. Hard to imagine. A great man of God, like myself, holy as I am, spiritual at all times. Just because you feel like strangling somebody to death doesn't mean you strangle them to death. Just because you feel like slapping your wife or someone, you don't do it. See, that's the problem. Mm-hmm. These guys, whatever they feel, they just do it. And they're, they're violent, they're undisciplined. They see some chick going by and they feel like, that's what they wind up doing, either literally or in their heads. Mm-hmm. You don't have to do what you feel. The Bible says the grace of God has appeared to all men, and it teaches us to say no to ungodliness and to live self-controlled. What does that mean? It teaches us to say no to what we feel. 
If you think it means God will take away the feelings, which is undoubtedly what this guy is Mm -hmm. thinking, you will remain a slave all your life. You will continue to be a slave. And by the way, you know, you're the kind of guy you shouldn't even contemplate. If you were... (laughs) If I knew who you were, I would tell any woman to stay 100 miles away from you until you go a year, year clean, no more of this nonsense. A lot of these guys wind up mm. marrying chicks and think, well, that'll fix it. It doesn't oh, fix it. Nope. You've been at this at for since eight years old, which is really sad. you got a problem, man. You have got to learn to control yourself. If you don't learn to control yourself now, you'll never be able to control yourself later. You've got to learn. At any point, you have to get control of this. So as a result, we have men, married men, who can't control themselves. We got young men can't control themselves. They're violent. They're angry. They curse. They do all these things because they have been brainwashed by this feminized culture. It's actually part of the feminization of our, our, our culture because women say, you know, oh, you should go with your feelings. You need to be more in touch with your feelings. And what they've done is they've created very bad men mm-hmm. because women tend to feel good things. Amazingly so. I just, I'm stunning. It's stunning. The women tend to, they're very altruistic. Mm-hmm. A woman walks into a dirty room, a bunch of women, you know what they feel? Let's, let's clean this place. Let's clean. straighten it up. What is it? Let's help people. Let's feel. You know, I have never been, you know. You've never walked into this office. <laughs> I was, you know, with Brian and the guys at the game, there's no way we would have walked into any messy room and looked at each other and said, you know, guys, we, we really ought to clean up. <laughs> I know. That's why if Nancy could shoot the camera around here, you'd hey, never do that. feel don't the need that. to clean it up. <laughs> I walk in here and go, oh, my gosh, I want to clean. You're right, yeah. because I do. Every I, I time I walk in, Brian I want to clean I don't think Brian and the guys it. walked in here this morning and went, wow, we need to get a mm-hmm. vacuum cleaner. We need to straighten this place up. That's the furthest thing from the mind. Women tend to feel good things. Men tend to feel, I promise you, bad things. Mm-hmm. That's what we struggle with. What we've got to learn is we don't have to do what we do. We've, we're free. When you understand this, I promise you guys, listen to me. You will walk around saying, free at last, free at last. Thank God Almighty I'm free at last. I don't have to do what I feel. My feelings do not define me. And a lot of people who live condemned and bad all the time because they feel their feelings are. Mm-hmm. I didn't know. At times, we all feel, most men feel at m- Sometime or another, quite often, sometimes several times a day. Feel and think we bad things. feel and think bad things. Mm-hmm. And we get control of that. That's the power it's of the cross. It's not that you do it. It's what no, you do no, with it. No, it's what you, yeah. Yes. Well, these guys think, because guys like this, yeah. because he's been brainwashed, as millions of men have today, that because they feel it, therefore they must do it. Mm-hmm. He sees some hochi mama go by. Oh, he feels like he's got to go. And then he goes and behaves badly. You don't have to do it. So I feel it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, whenever we see a Hochi Mama, we all go, ooh, we feel, ooh, check that out. You know, but we stop. Yes. Because I don't have to do what I feel. Praise God. And that's the beauty of the cross. And if, that, if we can just get that message into guys' heads, I'm telling you, it would have set millions of them free. They bought into this lie because they feel it. It identifies them. And it means that's who they really are and they have to do it. No, my feelings do not define me. God Grace, God's word, his truth is what defines me. And that's what sets me free and gives me the power. That's the glory of walking as a Christian. We don't have to do what we feel. Mm-hmm. Or as everybody else in the world might walk around as slaves and they go all acting out badly across the world. The beauty about Christian men is they don't have to act on any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. We feel it. Sure, we feel it. The difference is we don't have to do it. This guy doesn't really. You don't have to do it. Stop it. We'll take a break. We'll be back with more right after this. Attend Mark's Laugh Your Way to a Better Marriage event. Visit LaughYourWay.com for upcoming dates and locations.
JimmyBratcher.com. You're listening to the Mark Gunger Show, talking about love, marriage, and relationships, along with uh, Diane Briley, Phil Gunger, answering your emails. What do you got? Okay, this question wants to know, what are the roles and duties in marriage for Christian husbands and wives in 2013, and how does the Bible support this? What are the roles? roles and duties. Roles and duties. Like howdy duty? Not howdy duty. Howdy duty time. Um, you know, a lot of people have struggled over this stuff because I, I think the church has done a really bad job talking about these issues. Uh, what we have taught is that men are the spiritual leaders of the home. And as the spiritual leader, they should be doing everything of significance. They should be handling the finances and he should be doing this and he should be doing that because he's the spiritual leader of the home. Which, by the way, is not true. The Bible never says the man is the spiritual leader of the home. We'll give you $10,000 to anyone who can find where the Bible says a man is the spiritual leader. The truth of the matter, it never says that. We say that, and we start to overemphasize things that are just not in the Bible. What a shock. Can't imagine Christians talking about things that aren't in the Bible, but we do it all the time. What the Bible does say is the man is the head of the home. Now, one could conclude from that, that means he has to be the spiritual leader. Okay, you can make that, but the Bible doesn't use that phrase. So, as a result, we think he has to be more spiritual, he has to read the Bible more, he has to be the one who prays about everything. He has, uh, and the Bible doesn't say that. Um, and we put a lot of weight on men uh, to be something that they're not. And a lot of women get frustrated. Is this a woman writing? I think it's a man. Okay. Uh, but a lot of guys get yes, frustrated. Or, or the women get frustrated because you're supposed to be doing this. Mm -hmm. And I say, who says it? Just because the man is the head or the one who is responsible, and that means be responsible. Just because he's responsible doesn't mean he has to do it. It just means he's responsible for it. And I use the analogy of, you know, like the President of the United States. And this is not a slam on this President. And depending on when the show airs, <laughs> who's President? It's all Presidents are this mm -hmm. way, okay? When a President walks into the room to make a decision about economics, and he's surrounded by economic advisors, who do you think knows the most about finances? The economic advisors or the President? The advisors, of course. Okay, if you're coming in and he's going to have a discussion about matters of warfare, who do you think knows more about uh, warfare? His advisors or the president? The advisors. The president is always the dumbest guy in the room. He's always, I don't care, Democrat, Independent, mm -hmm. Republican, they're always, they're always the dumbest guy in the room. He's surrounded, he doesn't do everything. He, he listens and ultimately he has to be responsible. But he's not out there running the military, God forbid. He's not out there running much of anything. He makes decisions based on input that he gets from others. Okay? This idea that if you're the head, you have to do everything. Most of you guys who work for companies, I promise you, the CEO of your company probably doesn't even know what you do. He probably couldn't make whatever company that you work for that they make widgets. Mm -hmm. I bet you the CEO couldn't make a widget if his life depended on it. He didn't know jack about widgets. Mm -hmm. He knows he sells widgets. He knows he markets widgets. He knows the name of the companies is Widgets Are Us, but he didn't know anything. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, in fact... 
most CEOs, and I, I've, so I've sat in meetings with these guys, and they just laugh when I tell them this, and they shake their heads. Most CEOs don't do anything. Mm-hmm. They're responsible for everything. They don't actually do or make anything. Mm-hmm. Their entire lives are making decisions and having others do things. That's what they do. If, if a CEO or a president or anybody else felt, as we have taught in the home, that they have to do everything, it would be a disaster in this country. The, 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 <laughs> if the president actually had to do and make, make stuff happen and go out and train military people, this country would be a disaster. If CEOs actually had to be the one who actually did things, every company would fail. The yeah, whole thing would implode. in our implode. company, if the CEO actually had to do everything, <laughs> we'd be in big trouble. If the CEO of this organization actually had to do things, I'm the one who has to edit, and I'm the one who has to does, do this, and I'm the one, it would be a disaster. This idea of being the head means you have to do, and you have to do the role of everything is patently absurd. This idea that a man has to be the one who prays all the time is not true. Maybe the guy doesn't even know how to pray. He's like, thanks God for everything, amen. So maybe he has his wife pray. So what? Mm -hmm. All right? Well, he's supposed, who says? Your pastor. Somebody who teaches on marriage and teaches about men being the spiritual leaders. They don't know what they're talking about. They're making this stuff up because they've heard somebody else say it, and they keep repeating the same thing over and over and over again. A man has to handle all the finances. Says who? In a lot of homes, the woman's way more better with the money mm-hmm. than the guy. Or if the guy's better, than he does it, you know. You know who should do things, the role? Who's best at it? Who's the best at whatever role you think? Then that's the one who should do it. Straight up. Yeah. You know? A man should be the one who fixes everything in the house. I don't fix anything in our house. <laughs> My wife fixes everything. She's a little more handy than you are, actually, <laughs> isn't she? <laughs> She's way more of a man than I am. You know, my idea of uh, fixing things? Yeah. That's it. Call the repair guy. Yeah, listen, I got something broken. <laughs> Can you come fix it? That's about it, okay? This idea, and that's what these wrestling, what the roles, what is a man supposed to do? Because he's been pressured because of all this false teaching in the church that is, has been very damaging and has actually helped tear down more marriages than has helped. This notion that a man has to be the man and he has to do everything and we got these roles, stop it. For heaven's sakes. There's some families where the wife makes way more money, way more. She can make three to four times because of her education or whatever than the guy can. And the guy is very good with children and stuff. Well, a lot of these guys become Mr. Mom. Yeah. And some people say, well, that's, not unbi- that's unbiblical. Says who? Say well, he that's has- what the question is. What are the roles? The, the, whoever's better at it. At the end of the day, you, before God, are responsible for what happens in your home. I will say that. That's what the Bible teaches. But doesn't mean you have to do it any more than any president of the company has to move. The president of General Motors doesn't make cars. I bet you wouldn't last 10 minutes out on an assembly line knowing how to put a screw in a whatever. He wouldn't know what to do, but he's still the president. And on the other side of that, it doesn't mean that women have to be at home barefoot and pregnant and taking care of the kids and no. that they can't have jobs because there's some people that think really extreme in that way too. I know. That because the Bible says so you can't go out and you can't do this. And First of all, the Bible doesn't say that. The Bible doesn't say that. We'll talk about that. Let's take a break. Yes. We'll come back and talk about this women role right after this. Want more of Mark? Visit markgunger.com. There you will find everything that Mark has to offer.
When will we stop this madness? You're back on the Mark Unger Show, talking about love, marriage, and relationships with Mark Unger, Diane Bryan, and Phil Gunger. Um, we were just talking about this role. A lot of people struggle with this idea of roles, and we have put a lot of pressure on, on families and created a lot of tension in homes. We think we're being biblical. The, the motive is right, but they're just wrong. They're just wrong. Uh, a man is not supposed to be the most spiritual in the home. Bible never says that. Whoever's the most spiritual is the most spiritual. Uh, you know, a lot of women pray more than their husbands, read more than their husbands. Men, most men, their entire lives after they leave school will read one book. Mm-hmm. That's it, okay? Uh, you know, this idea that guys have to do everything and they got to handle the finances and they got to fix everything is just a bunch of stereotypical nonsense. The Bible never says that. What the Bible says is the man is responsible. He is the head of the home. And I've used the analogy that the heads of comp- corporations, of businesses, of organizations, of the United States, of you could be a head of a country, these guys oftentimes don't do anything. What they are, however, is responsible for everything. Mm-hmm. That's the way it works. This idea that because you're the head, you have to do everything is absurd. So we create all this tension. Well, man has to do all this stuff. And the women say, well, you're supposed to. The Bible says that. The Bible doesn't say that. Your pastor said that or whoever knucklehead you listen to said that. Not that all pastors are knuckleheads, just some of us. Uh, but anyway, so just stop with this role yeah. nonsense. Well, then the other uh, side of it is yes, the, the woman. Well, she can't do this, and she can't do that because she's the woman. Yeah, she can't. She's not supposed to be mm-hmm. uh, outworking, and she's not supposed to have her children in anyone taking care of her kids except her and all this other kind of stuff, because that's what the Bible says. The Proverbs 31 woman. I have heard people say, if you're going to be a Proverbs 31 woman, you have to stay at home and you have to raise your own children. And I think, do these people actually read the Bible? Yeah. Have you actually read a Proverbs 31 woman? No, they've just heard people talk about it. That's, I promise that's you. the thing. I promise people you. keep repeating the same stupid over and over. I pro- Go read Proverbs 31. Look at the description of the lady. She's out there working in the for workforce. She's making stuff. She's buying property. Uh, she's got servant girls. When she's out there, who do you think's watching the kids? Mm-hmm. The servant girls that you think? What do you think the servant girls are doing, for heaven's sakes? So someone's watching her kids. She's out there selling stuff. She's buying property. She's in the marketplace. In fact, it says her husband just sits at the city gates. Yeah. She's kind of the doer of it all. Praise the Lord. Amen for that. <laughs> Guys, the Lord, so, so I mean, it's just a, our ignorance is stunning. If you're a Proverbs 31 woman, you should be at home and stay home with your children. Really? Have you read Proverbs? See, that's where you see the ignorance. Mm-hmm. So what we do is we just keep repeating the same nonsense over and over again as if it's fact. It's like saying, you know, the three wise men. The Bible doesn't say how many wise men there were. But you ask 100 people how many wise men there were. 99 of them say the three. No, it's just because in the song it said three. It's amazing. You keep saying the same wrong stuff over and over again. Everybody takes it as fact. Just be who God made you to be. Use your strengths. All right? See ya! Bye-bye, boys! Have fun storming the castle!